Chapter 9. Dig Deep. Meade hated being in underground New Plymouth like this. He really, really hated it. The path through the damp and dark tunnel extended out in front of he and Emmeline for what seemed like kilometers. He ducked and grumbled as red dust fell from the ceiling, wondering when the whole thing would come crashing down around them. But it wasn't like he had a choice. Their only escape from the Coalition was through the expansive maze of passageways that snaked behind New Plymouth. Meade never understood it himself, but many people had made their living on Mars just like this for decades. In fact, his parents used to talk about having lived in the underground tunnels while he was growing up on the Red Planet. It was their way of constantly reminding him how good he had it, especially during times when things weren't so great. Meade brushed aside the memories and followed the glow of Emmeline's armbar. He hoped she knew where she was going. He knew about the secret exit, but had never bothered to go on a tour. It hadn't seemed necessary at the time. How much further? Meade asked, shining his own armbar light ahead of them. Only a few hundred meters. Then it splits off into five different tunnels, each of which splits again into five more. It's a maze down there. They'll never find their way out. Emmeline looked back at him. I say we split up. He shook his head. Absolutely not. No. It makes sense, Meade, she chided him. Gives us twice the chance to escape and get back to Sarah with whatever the hell is on that armbar of yours. She paused and cocked her head, looking back at him. At least, uh, that's what I assume they came looking for? That's what they came looking for, Meade admitted. And I got it, but I couldn't tell you what's on it. It was a base copy of his armbar, so it's not only secure-coated with Laszlo's DNA, it's also got some heavy-duty coalition encryption on top of it, likes of which I, I've never seen. Emmeline paused to consider this new information. Well, I don't know about Laszlo's DNA but I do think I know someone who can help break those coalition codes. Do I want to know who? Meade asked. She paused. Greyborn. Meade's expression turned sour. Now, how in the hell is that asshole supposed to help? People don't think I hear things when I bartend, but I do, Emmeline said mysteriously. It ain't even eavesdropping exactly. Kansas is with the Mims. Meade laughed and shook his head. <laughs> He's an independence movement guy? I'd pegged him for being much smarter than that. There's plenty of folks who think the Coalition give the Martian colonists a raw deal, Emmeline said. You know that. I also know what the Coalition is capable of, and the kind of firepower they have. Mims live in a fantasy world that hasn't existed for centuries, Meade snorted. It ain't like we got a lot of options, she said. Meade sighed. Uh, what can he do to help? They got a server farm they use to decode coalition comm traffic, Emmeline said, ducking her head under a low-hanging rock. And just how the hell do you know that? Meade demanded. I helped build it, Emmeline said proudly. He was taken aback. So you're a mim now too? Not exactly, she admitted. Kansas caught me eavesdropping on him during a meeting he was having, and instead of putting me in a hole in the desert, he recruited me to help him set up a server farm. He knew I was pretty good with a compiler. I needed the cash, and it seemed like an easy gig at the time, so I agreed. Meade shook his head. Of all the people in the world, he never expected Emmeline to go along with the Martian independence movement. Her father had been a National Directive coalition man. National Directive personnel was some of the highest decorated soldiers in their ranks. I'm surprised you're still up and walking around, he said. He's not a bad man, Jim, Emmeline said. He's only looking to make everyone's life better. 
It's hard to accomplish if you start killing the person who helped them set up their server farm. You don't know. It's called trust, Jim, Emmeline said, her eyes narrowing. Not everyone is like you, you know. Mead lowered his head and grumbled. She might have a point. He did have a tough time trusting people. Besides, it wasn't as if he had a whole lot of choice at the moment. So, he supposed if Emmeline said Kansas Grayborn was alright, then he was alright by Mead. How big is the farm? He asked, resigning himself to this obviously bad idea. Can it, uh, break the encryption on this file? Emmeline stood up straight, looking eager. When I built it, it was powerful enough to take down all the latest and greatest coalition codes. He grinned. You know, I always knew you were talented, Em. I just never counted on anything you actually knew actually helping me out. Christ, you are such an asshole. Don't tell anyone, Mead said. Wouldn't want to ruin my rep. They continued down the cramped hallway when they heard a crash behind them. They glanced at each other, and Emmeline's eyes widened. They found the hallway, she said. Run! They began running down the twisting, turning tunnels, moving into the belly of the mountain behind the city. Meade heard the shouts of the coalition MPs who were filling the tunnel and barking orders at each other. They had picked up their trail. The ceiling over Meade's head exploded, chunks of rock and grit falling down on them as the coalition MPs fired their weapons. He turned and fired back with his pistol, the shots pinging through the cramped hallway walls. Jesus, that's loud, Emmeline said. I like the classics. What can I say? He replied, squeezing off a few more shots at the oncoming MPs. They reached a fork in the tunnel with the path split into five different ways. Emmeline turned to him and pushed him towards the one in the center. Take this tunnel. It'll let you out right by Coalition HQ. What? Meade asked. Why in the hell would I want to go right into the lion's den? Because that bitch might have set you up. Emmeline said, her eyes flashing. And you need to go find out what the hell is on that goddamn armbar before we all end up dead. So go. We split up. We're far more likely to get away. The shouts behind them were getting louder and closer, and suddenly he realized that he really had no choice. He had barely escaped with his life once already today from them. He couldn't let the Coalition have another crack at him so soon. There's no time for you to think about this. Emmeline said, her voice much softer this time. I know what I'm doing. Two lefts, a right, and then two more lefts. That'll lead you out. We don't have any more time. No. God damn it, Mead, Emmeline snapped. Two lefts, a right, and two more lefts. Repeat it back. Mead let out a huge breath, and he nodded. She nodded back and darted into the far left tunnel. He turned and moved towards the passageway Emmeline had shown him. He pushed his way through, slamming his fist in rage against the walls, moving rapidly down the path towards the exit. He stopped occasionally, throwing handfuls of dirt up in random points to mask his tracks and hopefully interfere with the Coalition scanners. After what felt like a few dozen kilometers, though it was probably only a few hundred meters, he finally found himself at the exit out of the tunnels to New Plymouth. Once outside, he moved cautiously to the edge of the alley where he saw Laszlo escorting Emmeline out the front. A group of Coalition MPs met them at the entrance, and he waved them off. Lumpy followed Laszlo out of the door and into a luxury aerocycle limo waiting outside. He closed the door behind Laszlo and Emmeline, who was now restrained. The Coalition MPs began to fan out around the last ditch, and Meade bit his lip. He had to move. Wherever they were taking Emmeline, they would be sure to contact him when they wanted to meet and make an exchange. All he needed to do now was find out what was on Laszlo's damn armbar before that time came. He stood and moved quickly down the path toward what he hoped were answers. 